0: Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's Where's the Lemonade? lemonade. Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, Maybe. Some weeks it's lemon
1: squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Today we're going to talk about Eggs Benedict.
1: And sausage fondue. And traditions. There's a lot of them.
0: We surveyed our kids about traditions this week.
1: We did. We sent an email to all of the older kids. And you talked to the younger kids, because I was out of town. Um, And we got responses from some of our kids, because we wanted to know how they felt about the traditions that we have going on in our family.
0: And we didn't get them from everyone, though.
1: Well, no, not all of our kids respond, nor will they ever respond to pretty much anything.
0: And you know exactly who you
1: are. (laughs) Different personalities, babe, right? I guess so. Our kids have different personalities. Yes, they do. And we love all of their just... Cute little quirks, don't we? Yes, wait. we
0: do. We do. We still love them. <laughs> what we found mostly is that our younger kids um, really haven't uh, seen or recognized anything different as far as traditions go because they were so young when we got married.
1: Yeah, and so when we when you ask them about traditions, it's what they know. Like they don't really know what used to happen when you were married with your first. No, wife. No, they don't remember that. Yeah, or what you know, Sam used to remember with when I was married to his dad. Um, cuz they were little. they were 4, 5 and 6 when we got married. So they just know what we do now. Right? But the
0: older kids remember both traditions that they used to have when um you know when you when their parents were married and the new traditions that they're seeing now. So they remember both and they said that they appreciate that we've incorporated some of the things that they grew up with into other traditions and, traditions that we have now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So when you blend a family, you have three things that you can do with traditions, right? Yeah. You can keep and basically combine some of your traditions. You can choose one over the other, and you can create new ones as a family.
0: And I think you have to adopt the uh, attitude of accepting all three. If you come in and just say, we're just all going to create all of our own new stuff because we're a new family, you're going to lose contacts with your, with your kids because you're telling them that their history that they had before is not important.
1: Right, I totally agree with that. We have to keep some um, roots for them, right?
0: Well, that goes into why are traditions important? So what do you think?
1: I think that traditions, they're a foundation for your family. And the kids kind of rely on, oh, this is gonna happen. This is what our family does.
0: Consistency. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and that's important in blended families to have consistency, we know that, right?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and it also gives them um, a touch of their roots, right? They know where they come from, a solid base. Um, Some of our older kids that have left the house, they feel like they're kind of missing that now because there is no home that they grew up in anymore. It's gone. Some of the traditions are gone. And and one of our kids actually mentioned that to me uh, where, you know, I don't feel like I'm really connected like I wanted to be. Right. So we took that into consideration when we are adopting traditions and and getting rid of them. So it's important that every single kid that you have has some part of them that um, is manifest in the traditions that, that you have.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. So let's talk about some of these things. Let's talk about keeping traditions, like combining. Okay. Okay. So the name of our podcast this week is Eggs Benedict and Sausage Fondue, right? Why is that, Darren? Why
0: is that? Because (laughs) Christmas morning breakfast, we have a tradition um, that my first wife and I established, which was Eggs Benedict
1: at Christmas morning. And in your family... We had sausage fondue, which I have no idea why it's called... Fondue. It is not fondue. You don't dip anything in it. It is a. It is
0: so good, though.
1: It's a sausage, bread, egg, cheese, heart attack in a pan waiting to happen. Let me explain
0: that a little bit more. It is Wonder Bread, sausage, (laughs) Velveeta cheese, and cream of mushroom soup, basically, and lots of cream. Yeah. And it is amazing. But you can only eat it once a year.
1: Yes, because you'd be in the ER if you ate it yeah, more than exactly.
0: that. But that tradition actually started with not your family, but with your first husband's family.
1: Yeah, when I married um, my first husband, his family had been doing Christmas morning breakfast, this sausage fondue, as long as he could remember. And my family growing up, we didn't really have a traditional Christmas breakfast. So that was an easy one for us to adopt. And so, yeah, we grew up... Um, my kids grew up having sausage fondue for breakfast.
0: So it, it's interesting that we both adopted something that came, that traditions came from different places. Yours uh, from your um, ex-husband's family, mm-hmm. and mine that I created with my first wife. But we both agreed pretty early on that first Christmas we're going to do both.
1: Oh yeah, I was like, I- I'm not getting rid of my sausage fondue.
0: Right, and <laughs> and you know, there's no way I was getting rid of eggs Benedict. But the kids appreciated that both sides of the the family appreciated that a lot in fact now um you can't really tell if you ask the kids um who likes what it's kind of mixed between between them but they all appreciate that we put the effort forth to validate where their heritage came from
1: yeah and they expect both now like they would probably freak out if we only had one or the other they definitely expect both on christmas morning
0: now you can't do every tradition where you have both no you cannot you cannot that would be really hard some other um traditions that um i didn't have but you had was giving the kids ornaments every year
1: yeah so that once again was from my first husband's family he grew up his parents on thanksgiving gave the kids an ornament for christmas that year and it typically had something to do with maybe something they did that year or you know some some neat memory for the kids so when i married my husband he had 25 ornaments to start our Christmas tree, you know, off with. So I thought that was really neat tradition. And I kept that up with my own kids and they got an ornament every single year. So,
0: and then we've adopted that since we've gotten married and now my kids on Thanksgiving expect an ornament.
1: Yep. Yep. And yeah, a lot of fun. It has been a lot of fun. And when we, you know, decorate the tree, we have a lot of ornaments, don't we, babe? Yes,
0: we do. We have a lot of <laughs> ornaments. It's not the prettiest tree in the world.
1: It is not pretty at all, but it is memory-filled.
0: Uh, yeah. In fact, it's really great. The kids actually love going through the ornaments because they hang up their own ornaments, and they talk about what happened that year. Um, and it's really fun to, to listen to them talk and reminisce, and after about an hour and a half of this and half the ornaments are only put on the tree then we quickly put the rest on the tree yes but um it's been it's been a fun time um even now with only the three little ones in the house i shouldn't really call them little ones they're teenagers and one of them's taller than you so true and the other one's on his way yep so I it's it's fun to watch them and that tradition is a great tradition because it, it gives them that um, solid foundation yes and
1: I still give the kids that are out of the house we still give them an ornament every year too yes we do but yeah. not grandkids we're not gonna because oh my goodness oh gosh. If,
0: you know how many grandkids we're gonna have with 10 kids
1: I know so yeah we we have to draw the line somewhere yeah so that's where we drew the line
0: <laughs> so the other thing that My family always did, and yours was kind of happenstance every once in a while, was the nativity, you know, play acting the nativity. Yeah. So we actually did uh, did that that first Christmas. It was uh, quite a production.
1: It was. We had many towels and sheets and dolls and all kinds of things used for props and costumes.
0: And because our family is full of a bunch of... um, Actors,
1: Budding superstars? Yeah, not really budding <laughs>
0: superstars. They're all hams. Um, It was not the most reverent nativity, but we do the nativity every year. And now that's carried on with our, our grandchildren as well.
1: Yeah, so that's something that, like you said, um, with me and my kids, we only did it. If we were with maybe another family on Christmas Eve, we acted it out. But if not, then we just read it. But you said that you and your kids, you did that every year. Yeah, we did it every year. So yeah. we have
0: fun doing that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of treasures that we've kept around, um, Christmas, Christmas Eve dinner,
1: Christmas Eve. Yes. We do actual fondue on Christmas Eve. That was something I was doing with my kids. Um, and we love doing fondue on Christmas Eve
0: and we, and we do it. And I'll tell you, serving fondue for, you know, 12, 15 people is really hard some years.
1: It is. We've had to get several fondue pots Yes, we and do. <laughs> it takes a lot, to, a long time to chop everything up and get it all ready. But It's fun. You sit around and you chat and talk and you do your fondue and it's fun. And the kids expect that on Christmas Eve now.
0: They do. And, you know, one of the things I like about the traditions that we have is it brings our family closer together and we talk.
1: Yes. And we have
0: fun. And we remember uh, the years before. So there are some that I don't want to keep that we've kept.
1: Like carving pumpkins? Yes, like Halloween
0: carving pumpkins, Uh, Easter eggs.
1: I want to know who, I want the name. The pumpkin
0: industry—it's a conspiracy. I,
1: I want to know who started this. Seriously, just <laughs> s- to torture parents. <laughs> it's just a mess, and we always put off. We always go,
0: "Oh, we haven't got any pumpkins. Maybe they won't have any at Winco anymore." <laughs> oh no, they have—they have, they have com- pumpkins every day at Winco right before Halloween. So.
1: Oh yeah, we still do it because the kids love it.
0: But they do, and we—we we make a mess outside. Luckily living here in california the weather's typically pretty good uh, so we can make the mess outside
1: i don't do it though i just watch i don't yeah, touch. I notice you kind of hide no, the um, goop is uh, no i just no kind of hide when the pumpkins come out <laughs> i have a cold or something
0: <laughs> well uh, it Holly. is
1: fall that it fall is fall cold.
0: yeah exactly <laughs> so even though there are traditions that we don't necessarily enjoy um doing them for the kids is extremely important
1: it is it is just like you don't like coloring easter eggs no i do not and I wouldn't say that it's something that I'm a huge fan of, but it's fun. We still, like, it's one of those opportunities to sit around, chat, do the Easter eggs, and yeah, so we do it for the kids. Yep. <laughs>
0: we do. <laughs> um, now, there's other um, traditions where we can't just do both. Right. Where it's like physically impossible. Correct. And let's talk about this one cuz this one
1: this one was t- difficult. Are you, are you, are you thinking of Christmas and opening presents? Yes, babe? I am. <laughs> let's chat about that, shall we? Yes, we shall. Okay. So, Christmas morning, me growing up, we opened up one present at a time. Right? And I kept that tradition with my kids.
0: Now, let me explain something to everyone. When she says one present at a time, it's not what you think.
1: They know what I mean.
0: No, I don't think they do. <laughs> I think they do. <laughs> no, it means everyone grabs a present, and then you go around the room, and everyone opens each present at a time.
1: Right. We like to watch, and, and everyone
0: s- watches. And yes, we like oh, to get. That's ex- so nice. Yes, we like
1: to see the present that they're opening, and you have to say who it's from, and we, and then you have to show, hold it up, and show it. No, to so everyone. let
0: me let me tell you something. <laughs> This was really hard for some of my kids, especially my kid my middle kids.
1: Well, because how were you opening presents? We
0: would open everyone would get one present, everyone would open it, and then everyone would look around and say, "Oh, that's nice." And, but it wasn't going through it, we all did it at the same time. Right. right? So lame I don't, so <laughs> I don't know about that, but this is a question you're going to have to ask when you're dating. If This uh, is a
1: really important question to ask. how Before you even go far in your relationship, how do you open presents on Christmas morning? Crucial question.
0: Very crucial. <laughs> it, but it ended up not being that big of a deal, and now we do it. We do one present at a time. Everyone goes around and, and looks at it. But that first Christmas, we had your parents here and your sister. There were 15 people here. yes. And it took us six hours to open Christmas well, presents. Well,
1: explain why it took us six hours to open presents. Well, we, Besides the opening the present one Well, that time. was
0: part of it. The other part, of, of course, is this is our first Christmas together as a blended family. So we were a little overboard on the presents that year. A
1: little? Just a little bit. Okay. So you can go to our website. Well, we're we're going to be putting up a picture of the family room that we had the tree in and all the presents. And it is... Downright embarrassing.
0: Yeah, you couldn't walk in the family room at all. Where oh my gosh. It was pretty bad.
1: We wanted to be the Disneyland parents, didn't we?
0: We did. And you know what? That's very typical of first Christmases of blended families. You kinda go overboard. You want to buy your love for your kids and yes. say, Look, we're all big one happy family and you go, Ooh, maybe someone got a little bit more than somebody else, so I gotta compensate. It's kind of a mess.
1: It, it was ridiculous. And it would have been way cheaper for us to actually go to Disneyland yes, that absolutely. year. absolutely. <laughs> it, it
0: was pretty bad. We bought,
1: but yeah, it literally took us over six hours to open presents. Yeah, it was. And some of the kids, you're right, some of the middle kids were getting a little frustrated.
0: Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> just you know, a little bit.
1: Four, four hours into opening presents, we were all a little. Yeah, but we kept that tradition. We did. But I think if I remember. And the kids appreciate it now. Yes. And if I remember correctly, that first year, we after about four hours, we started giving each person a present and we opened it at the same time time. because we were, you know. But I think the
0: kids like um, the the fact that we're spending time opening because they get to share appreciation for each other. Yeah, it's been actually really good. And it's been teaching our younger kids. Gratitude and things like that. That's
1: what I was just going to say. I think it's teaching them, you know, they look at the person in the eyes. Sometimes they even get up and go hug them. Thank you. Yes, I think it's it's a good learning lesson. But I we agree. don't go overboard anymore, do we, honey? No, absolutely
0: not. That so was, too bad for the three amigos, the three yes, youngest ones. because The oldest yeah. ones got spoiled, as always. <laughs> so Christmas dinner is another one where we didn't have two. We decided one over the other. Now, for my Christmas dinner, when I came into the marriage, Christmas dinner for... For um us was a ham and cheesy potato casserole and green beans and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you came in with
1: We were doing boneless pork ribs, barbecue ribs, um twice a, baked potatoes, twice baked potatoes and poppy seed salad.
0: So I quickly said, Wow, you know, I really like pork ribs
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I said I like ham and the cheesy potatoes, but that was an Easter dinner for me.
0: So, And we had it at Easter, too. So we decided, all right, we'll just, we'll just do that one. Now, um, my ex-wife still keeps a lot of the, the dinner traditions, the Christmas dinner traditions, at her house. So my kids uh, appreciate that, that they get to uh, continue on with that. So sometimes you have to look at, you know, what are the kids involved in? Are they having the same meal at both uh, homes when you have to go between homes? And you can make adjustments. It's okay to say, this one's okay to let go. And don't make that a battle.
1: That's what I was just going to say. Sometimes we have to um, choose our battles. And if the kids don't need to be having multiple of the same traditions at each house. And so sometimes it's hard to let it go and go, okay, we'll just let it happen at the other house. But sometimes we need to do that.
0: Yeah, sometimes we do.
1: We don't do that with Eggs Benedict. No, we don't. It, they have it at both houses, they and that, that's, just, that's the just, <laughs> <laughs> just the way it's going to be. too bad for them. It's just the way it's going to be.
0: No, we also created a lot of uh, new traditions.
1: Yes, we did. Several. I mean, lots. lots. And I think because we wanted to create this new family, right? Mm-hmm. Still honoring our previous relationships and families that we had, but creating a new blended family. Hence the name Ploidifer.
0: Yeah, we have a key holder here in the house that has the name Ploidifer on it, which was a name coined by, I think, Dallin.
1: Yeah, Dallin Dallin or or Jacob. Jacob. Because my name, my former last name was Lloyd. Yours is Pulsifer. And so immediately, immediately into our relationship, I mean, within weeks, we had Lloydifer or Ploidifer up on the wall. When you first walk into our house, there is a P and an L so we it's
0: important because there are Lloyds in this house and Pulsifers in this house and we want to make sure that they still feel welcomed absolutely at all all times and
1: I told Sam a while ago and we're gonna talk about this on our future podcast that I will always be a Lloyd with him right he's the only Lloyd in the house right now I will always be a Lloyd with him I was a Lloyd for 20 years I love that family I will always be a Lloyd and that made him feel good so Uh, You know, you have to make sure we are respecting and honoring where they came from, where they came from. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. That's really important. So some of the new traditions that we had, we tried some failed miserably and some were actually good. (laughs) The one that failed was we wanted to be that perfect Americana family family. Go to the Christmas tree farm, go cut down a tree and bring it home.
1: I wanted to be the Facebook family that has a picture on Facebook and Instagram with the family holding, you know, a saw standing by the tree. You know? No. Yeah,
0: no, that's it's a muddy, <laughs> ugly mess. Here in California, there's no snow on the ground. It's just wet and muddy and it took us forever to pick out Christmas trees that way.
1: Yeah, we were walking through these acres of trees looking for just the right one and we're exhausted. And we just ended up two years in a row, I think, going to Home Depot and buying a Christmas tree right. after it. And, and, yeah, and
0: yeah, and then something else, uh, you know, fun, funny happens with that is the tree always dies before Christmas. So we got a mess of pine needles everywhere. And I was all for getting a nice, artificial tree
1: I said I would never ever have an artificial tree and what is in our living room every Christmas
0: it's an artificial tree
1: <laughs> thank you Costco
0: thank you Costco that's right <laughs> and in our front room where the Christmas tree is the ceilings are really high so if you just go buy a six-foot tree it looks kind of s- silly right so yeah our tree is a nice big 10-foot tree
1: actually I think it's 12 foot is it 12 yeah it's 12 foot
0: so you know now it's really easy to set up the kids help me and we need a tree that big to keep track of all those ornaments that oh we've
1: gotten over well, the years. Our ornaments don't fit on that tree. No, they don't. If the kids don't come home for Christmas, their ornaments
0: don't go on the tree. They don't go on the tree. Yeah, Too bad for them. Yeah. <laughs> so another one that failed was something that you read about. It was a touching story about a man who had passed away. And uh, before he passed away, they asked him for one thing that he wanted. And he said, I would love ice cream for dinner because I've never had that. I always wanted it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so his daughter went out, got him ice cream for his last meal, his last wish, and you know, he thought that was so great. He'd always wanted it since he was a kid and even as an adult, but thought it was kind of ridiculous to even ask. And so his daughter started this ice cream for dinner tradition once a year in her family. And I thought, oh, you know, it, wouldn't that be fun? That would be so fun. Yeah, we did it and everyone got sick. Oh my goodness, so sick.
0: Well, we kind of went... We had brownies, we had toppings, we had all different kinds of ice cream. It was a lot of fun, but no one ever asked to do that
1: again. So, no, it was kind of gross. It was. We had spaghetti for dessert. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't go very well together. (laughs) It didn't. So, that is one that we thought we would start. And it didn't. And yeah, we just let that go by the wayside.
0: Now, we do have others that were successful, new ones. Um, In the summertime, we have uh, Monday night swim parties at the house.
1: We do. That's really fun. The kids, when we asked the kids what the traditions that they liked, and a lot of them mentioned the Monday night swim parties that we have instituted. And we have our kids' friends. We have our friends. We just have, you know, probably six or seven families over.
0: And I grill hamburgers and hot dogs, and people bring potluck. It's a load of fun.
1: It's a ton of fun. And we love it. The kids love it. I hope, Hopefully our friends love it.
0: You better love it, friends. Yes, you better love it. <laughs> If you don't respond to our <laughs> podcast with comments, we're going to stop doing it. So there's the threat. Okay. The other thing around swimming is we swim at Christmas.
1: We do. On Christmas Eve and Christmas, if, you know, it all works out.
0: Oh, and the kids look forward to this.
1: Yes. The steam coming off of the pool.
0: Yeah. Now, our... Here in California where we live, it doesn't get super cold in the winter time. There's no snow on the ground, and we get frost maybe a dozen times a year. So our pool's not super cold, maybe out 45, 50 degrees, but uh, we don't swim in that kind of water. That's way too cold.
1: No, I won't put my big toe in it unless it's 90 at least.
0: Yeah, so the pool <laughs> normally gets heated up to about 95 to 98 degrees, nice, balmy. We have so much fun. The neighbor kids come during the day... Um, during that time they have off from school, and they're swimming and everything. So it's a lot of fun.
1: It is. We usually keep it heated for about a week from from the break until...
0: And to me, that's a Christmas gift that I'm giving to the whole family. Yeah, Because we have so much fun doing it. We do. We have a lot of fun. We sometimes even put a movie on outside while we're in the pool.
1: Yes, that's fun. Projector. That's fun. So
0: another one that we do in bad weather is the IKEA scavenger hunt.
1: Yeah, I saw that on the internet somewhere. I was looking up fun cheap family things to do. And I found an Ikea scavenger hunt and we've done it probably once a year. Um, Now, since we only have three kids at home, we have invited some friends to do it with us. It's a load of fun. It's a lot of fun. We will put that up on our blog, the IKEA scavenger hunt. I'm sure IKEA is just loving that we're promoting, yeah, go to their store, take pictures, <laughs> r- roll around we in should, the carpet. We should be a
0: sponsor. We should get them <laughs> yeah. as a sponsor.
1: Put pots and pans on your head. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's right. <laughs> do that at IKEA.
0: Um, another one is the Valentine's, Valentine's Day auction. So instead of Valentine's Day, you and I going out and having a romantic dinner, we decided to do something for the kids.
1: Well, sweetie, it's because it's Valentine's Day every day at our house. (laughs) That's (coughs) right.
0: It is. (laughs) There are some flowers sitting over there. There are some flowers sitting over there right now. So this this one's fun because it's an auction. So we give the kids a bunch of Monopoly money and they bid on items. Some items they can see and some they can't. Some items that are really gross. Um, and some that are really good.
1: Yeah, like we always have to have something like pigs' feet, liver, sardines, and usually those are covered because the yeah, there's <laughs> no way they're bidding on those. <laughs> they wouldn't bid on those. That was a fun. That was a fun tradition we started. Um, that first Valentine's Day. The first, actually, the first Valentine's Day we did a different dinner, and it was it, oh, yeah, it failed. Right. It was failed. A, it was a fail. I won't even go into it. It was a fail. And the next year I started this. And that's okay to have things that you start and go, eh, didn't work, and start something else. Right. So we started this. The kids love it. Do you remember the first time we did this?
0: Oh, there were so many tears.
1: Yes, because the kids were still pretty little. The three three amigos were still little. And Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> Jacob.
0: Evil Jacob made the little kids cry. He, I think Sam paid... A thousand dollars for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because that was the only thing that he wanted.
1: Sam was very, very picky um, when he was little. He's not anymore, but he was very picky. So the, there was very few things coming through this auction that he wanted. And there was, here comes and I purposely made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for him, put it out there, and, and
0: Jacob bit him up and oh, just the tears and the crying. And, and, and
1: Jacob ended up with it. Jacob was not going to yeah. let him have it. Jacob thought it was hilarious, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, Jacob. <laughs> so there's no tears anymore. They're, they're grown up enough, and they and like it. And we invite,
0: we invite the, uh, the neighbors, too. Yes, we had um,
1: some friends this year since we only which, had three kids. Which was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We love having, fun. having people join us in our activities. Now,
0: some of the traditions that we were doing and we stopped doing, and the kids said, hey, why aren't we doing that anymore?
1: Yeah, so we um, started right before bed putting on a song, and dancing
0: yeah it was loads of fun
1: yeah it was tons of fun and we were doing that every night every night and
0: we haven't been doing it for a little bit we yeah. hadn't
1: and when we were asking our kids about traditions they mentioned that they'd like to get back to that so we've kind of resurrected that in the last week or so we've been dancing
0: so that brings up a, a good point sometimes you need to listen not sometimes you need to listen to your kids on the traditions that they like that they like to do Um, Because they're going to have ideas that maybe you didn't think of or maybe you thought, well, they would never want to do that. So listening to them and understanding what makes them happy and feel grounded is important. Right. Like Dallin. Dallin suggested right before he went on his church mission for two years that we be more consistent about reading scriptures every night. So we did. We promised him, hey, we're going to do our best to read scriptures. And we did all throughout his mission. And we continue on today. Now it's five years And every night we read scriptures as a family. It's been wonderful.
1: It has. It has. It's been great. The kids, I think they kind of look forward to it. I don't think it's something that they're like, ugh. And sometimes we act out what we're reading, We do. They have a lot of fun with that. They have (laughs) a lot of fun with that, the action. And we were tying the dancing kind of to the scriptures. I, I think I remember telling you about some friend that had told me, sorry, I can't give you credit, friend. I don't remember who told me this. That when they read scriptures, to just make it more enjoyable or more something that kids look forward to, it's not just a chore, they gave it, it was either they, they eat popcorn or have candy. Anyway, they did something. And so I wanted to, when we, right when we were done reading scriptures, we danced. So it was like scriptures, dance, prayer, bed. Yep. <laughs> and I wanted the kids to remember that, that scriptures was a positive thing, that it, you know, it was fun and then we danced and that was fun. It was family time. Yeah. Yeah every night family time so So. we're getting back to that dancing
0: yes we are and the kids we
1: all get to choose a song we take turns choosing a song because you and i we pick 80s songs to dance absolutely all the time yeah that's
0: the only good music there is out there so
1: definitely
0: so other things that we started was cooking competitions
1: yes cooking competitions which we haven't done one in a while no we
0: haven't the kids have all turned into these little chefs which is nice they know how to cook And the competitions are really heated. They typically last a whole week long. Uh, The first time we did it cost us an arm and a leg.
1: So how it works is we take a week and each kid takes a night and makes dinner. And so they get to choose whatever they want to make. And we help them if they need the help. But we all went to the grocery store that first time and... Yeah, I think it was Dallin picked out oh, a thirty dollar an... bag of shrimp because he made shrimp scampi, which he won because it, oh, it was amazing. Maybe we'll put that up on the yeah, blog too. Yeah. I don't think Dallin will mind. Dallin's shrimp scampi was so good, but um, yeah, it, that was it was very expensive. But the kids, I think, really enjoyed the competition, the yeah.
0: camaraderie. Um, some, in some of them, like uh, Sam, decided to do. Um, Pot stickers? Pot stickers. That's right. Handmade pot stickers. Oh my goodness. How much time did that take? (laughs) A lot of work. A lot of work. So everyone helped out. Everyone. everyone Yeah, that that was a family thing. And
1: then at the end of the week, we had, um, you know, certificates for best meal, best presentation, you know, things like that. Best fried
0: food. Jacob went on a, I'm going to fry everything.
1: Yes, he did. He Fried Twinkies, he wrapped Oreos. It wrapped chicken nuggets in dough and then fried. Yeah, those. it was interesting. <laughs> yes. Jacob, Way to go, Jacob. Jacob always got the most creative. I think. Yes, on those. he did. He had a lot of fun. But Dallin won the most because he Dallin's a Dallin's good cook. a good cook. He's yeah. really good. Yeah.
0: We had lots of um, ideas from our kids. We've had lots of traditions. It's never too late to start a tradition. Um, it's okay if you fail as well, if it doesn't work out quite the way you want. Yeah. The key is that you're trying to build these foundations and roots for your kids so that they feel a part of this family.
1: Definitely. Yeah, It you can start anytime. You can start today. You can start tomorrow. And I think sometimes we get in our mind that a tradition is something big, you know. Oh, no,
0: it could be really small.
1: Yeah, it, well, we've mentioned several small things. It doesn't have to be anything grand. It can be something very small, just something that your kids relate to this is something my family does together that's what a tradition is right yeah absolutely yeah so yeah so we also
0: are some of our kids responded back to us in email and uh, we had some really touching quotes by some of our kids
1: we did so we're gonna kind of end our podcast today with some of these quotes and hopefully we won't cry you're gonna cry
0: i'm gonna cry <laughs>
1: Darren's a crier, for those of you that don't know this. When it comes to
0: my kids, absolutely. (laughs) He
1: is. He's a crier. So Julianne, who is our 19-year-old and is on a mission right now. We miss her desperately. Um, She said, I was a hardcore traditionalist when I was little. If we altered traditions, especially after my parents' divorce, it was hard for me. They were combined and formed so well after they got married. I am so grateful for all of our fun traditions, especially our new ones. That was really sweet that she said that. That was sweet. Yeah, that was So,
0: and she recognized that we were really trying hard to make them all feel a part of something bigger.
1: Yes, and we appreciate that. Whenever the kids acknowledge the hard work that we're putting forth, and this is for blended or non-blended families, when your kids acknowledge that the parents are trying, it goes a long way to us parents.
0: Oh, it absolutely does. And also, recognizing as a parent... You've just put your kids through a really horrible situation, and they're trying to navigate this. Yes. So making life fun and making it enjoyable is important. In fact, that's what Jacob said in his quote. He said, doing fun things together has really made a difference in our family. I see a lack of that in other families.
1: Yeah, we do. We're big on family time.
0: And we have a lot of fun. We do. We do.
1: Um, And then Amanda, our oldest, she said... When it comes down to it, traditions don't really matter. What matters is the meaning behind them, which is being a family and being together. And that is where you guys have excelled and made us all feel so loved and welcomed and part of something bigger than we were before. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. Darren's crying. I'm not crying. (laughs) Yes, he is. You know what? It's a lot of work having a blended family and it's worth it. Absolutely worth it. It is worth the work, and we love all of our kids so much. And we appreciate when they recognize that we're trying. We're trying every day.
0: Right. Let's talk about the funny moment of the week so I don't cry the rest of the time. Okay,
1: funny moment. So I was out of town because
0: we had a grandbaby. We had a
1: grandbaby. Welcome, Zoe Ann. Yep.
0: Oh. In fact, in our next episode, we'll talk about uh, being grandparents. Yes. Um, and yes. And
1: we're not that old people. Yeah. We're not. <laughs> we're not. I'm a very young grandma.
0: Yeah, she is. She's a very young grandma. So while well, Paige is out of town, um, after a church on Sunday, we're sitting at a, a Sunday dinner, and I ask the kids, like I always do every Sunday, hey, what did you learn about in Sunday school um, this week, and things like that. And Madeline says, we learn to when, turn the other cheek. So when someone offends us or hits us, And she raises her hand to hit Sam, who's sitting next to her, pretend. Sam moves, and she smacks him really hard. It was pretty funny. um, That we turn the other cheek. And then she said, Sam, turn the other cheek. (laughs) (laughs) So she wanted to finish her analogy that she had going there. And Sam turns to her and says, I learned it. I learned at church today To not outwardly show my anger towards other people,
1: (laughs) and that she needs to work on her anger. She needs to
0: work on her anger. So (laughs) that's how it rolls sometimes uh, in our house. The kids.
1: You uh, said that you guys were laughing so hard. Oh man, barely. No one could
0: finish dinner. It was yeah. David, I thought was going to throw up. It was laughing so hard. So um, it was a great uh, great week. We did miss you obviously, but I had fun with the kids.
1: I missed you guys too, but I had fun being with my two little grandbabies.
0: Have a great week and go make some lemonade. Or
1: lemon squares. You're so funny. (laughs) In our next episode, we're going to talk about there's no step in grandma. Or grandpa. Or grandparents. Or
0: grandkids.